Hello everyone, 7 Investing CEO Simon Erickson here, and thank you for listening to the 7 Investing Podcast. Our podcast is made possible by our subscribers, who allow us to empower you to invest in your future each and every month. In exchange, we give our subscribers exclusive access to our monthly stock market recommendations from each of our lead advisors. To support this podcast and join other 7 Investing fans in our exclusive subscribers forum, where we discuss the latest market moves in real time, go to 7investing.com slash subscribe to subscribe to 7investing today. We're here to empower you to invest in your future. We are 7investing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 7investing podcast. I'm your host today, JT Street, and I am joined by two of our lead advisors here at 7investing as we go through our summer stock challenge to talk Two great growth companies, NVIDIA versus Snowflake. And I am joined today by 7investing CEO Simon Erickson and lead advisor Luke Hallard. Luke, let me start with you. How are you doing today? I'm superb. Thanks, JT. Always good to come and chat about a couple of my favorite growth companies. Simon, what a morning. How are how how is your day treating you so far? We're calibrated, man. We got caffeine. We've worked out technical issues. We're ready to talk about some stocks. I'm pumped up too. Talking about technical issues, uh, the two companies that we are talking about today are, are certainly no strangers to resolving those for people. Maybe we should have them come and help us out with live streaming when we're through with this. Uh, we have NVIDIA and we have Snowflake, two of the seven growth companies in our summer stock challenge. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what we're doing here this month, We've decided that 7 July, the month of 7 investing, uh, should be a chance for us to really dive in and look at the landscape of the investing world. And we decided to do that by hosting a challenge between seven growth companies and seven income generating companies. Seven, seven, see what we're doing there. And that is our summer stock challenge. So over the next week, we are going to be pitting these growth companies against each other. And then next week, we are going to do the same with our income stocks. And at the end of that, we're going to have one growth stock, one income stock, and we're going to let the Twitter users battle it out in a poll of polls to determine what stock out of these 14 does the Twitterverse think will have the best overall returns over the next five years. And so today's matchup is NVIDIA versus Snowflake. And we've got two great experts here today to talk about those companies, which is great because that means I don't have to. And so I'm going to let you all do that. Let me start with Simon and we'll break down NVIDIA first and then we'll go to Luke to break down Snowflake. And then I'm going to ask you all a couple of questions just to, as an advisor to make things work. So with that, Simon, give us the 10,000 foot view. NVIDIA is a stock that a lot of investors know or just people on Twitter see the hashtag or cash tag. Uh, it, it's definitely got a lot of eyeballs on it. What's all the excitement about NVIDIA these days? We'll tell you what, JT, I'm actually going to hand it to Luke to talk about NVIDIA, but just to introduce something. I had something it backwards. Straight no, no that, problem, but, reverse but it. Can, there we I go. Can, you know, I can add some value to this, though, because uh, like you mentioned, just to kick this off, NVIDIA is so popular these days. It's like everyone's talking about this trillion dollar valuation. What can we possibly talk about NVIDIA that people don't already know? Yet I have a good question related to that, which is, how did NVIDIA get its name? JT or Luke, do you know the answer? 
Mm. I do. I actually I pitched this question to Christoph in Two Truths and a Lie on the uh, the No Limit podcast two weeks ago. I, if I remember correctly, it's a combination of envy and video. Is that right? Like uh, our competitors should be envious of our incredible capability. Luke is spot on. Envy is a special meaning to the company because Jensen Huang, in his earliest days of co-founding the company, used to title all of his files .env at the end, and then whatever the format was, env for newest version, so he knew what the most updated one was. But then NVIDIA is actually, in Latin, it's envy, the, the sense of envy, um, and it is also the Roman name of the ancient goddess of Nemesis. And so what they wanted to do was create something with their GPU processors that was so envious, it would make everyone that gazed upon them so jealous and envious of how good they were at rendering video that they had to remember NVIDIA's shifts in the future. That's my contribution to the discussion. Luke, I'm going to hand it off to you at this point, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, the backstory of how, how deep Jensen Huang goes with this company. There you go. NVIDIA's and, you know, detractors chances, can chances. jump in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, and uh, and Jensen's uh, co-CEOs of all these other fantastic tech companies, including Snowflake and the rest, they must be super envious of NVIDIA's valuation right now. A trillion dollars with a T. That's a, that's a rarefied air that really only a couple of companies sit amongst. Um, I mean, do, do, do we have to explain what NVIDIA do? Does everybody know this already? Surely. But let's just quickly recap it. Um, if you think of NVIDIA 10 years ago, it was all about graphics cards, GPUs in your PC, gaming. A uh, little more recently, those same graphics cards being used for cryptocurrency mining. And that segment was really the big driver for the company for a long time. But um, I think ins insightful analysts could look beyond that. And they were looking really at the data center segment and essentially data center segment for NVIDIA are just really big GPUs. A bit more complex than that because they do some incredible stuff where they can kind of stack and parallelize multiple GPUs, link them together with some really smart proprietary hardware, and basically build levels and scaling of data centers. And why is this really exciting right now? Because of generative AI, ChatGPT, MidJourney, all of these other fantastic models barred, they're all using generative AI. Um, and in many cases, it's NVIDIA's hardware powering that. Uh, the combination of NVIDIA's hardware and their software stack, CUDA, together, that's pretty much the fastest, the, the biggest bang for your buck you're going to get if you're trying to develop applications like any AI applications that need incredible acceleration. So NVIDIA is the place to go. And that's why NVIDIA's valuation is absolutely skyrocketed. And, you know, if you are asking this question about uh, which company has the best growth prospects over five years, if you asked that question about a year ago, I think my answer would have been unambiguously NVIDIA. But I'm really keen to have this debate today because I think it's quite questionable now a lot of that growth has already been realized. Mm -hmm. yeah, chime in in on the, that uh, the beginning of our, oh, sorry, Simon, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I, I just wanted to chime in about the parallel, how important it was that the GPUs could process code in parallel instead of series. You know, G CPUs, you know, the, the Intels of the world that we've gotten used to got displaced because of just the efficiency 
of the gradients. There were certain applications where GPUs just made sense. Video rendering, you know, gradients, color schemes, uh, borders, things like this were super, uh, super efficient to use a GPU instead of a CPU. And then all of a sudden we started f figuring out there were other there were other codes that, that could also be processed in parallel, didn't have to go in series like a, G, like a CPU would do. And all of a sudden now you've got um, a trillion dollars of data center infrastructure, as Luke just mentioned, that is now converting over uh, to GPUs because it wants to accelerate the computing that it's doing for these complex um, machine learning algorithms. You know, this is matrix math and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a training component and then an inference component. We're now in the inference world of GPT and of course, that requires a ton of computing power. And NVIDIA is, is just stepping on the accelerator, pun intended on this, of selling to the largest cloud data centers, Microsoft Azure, uh, Google, Google Cloud Compute. Um, everybody who's got a corporate data center is now switching over to GPUs. And that's what's, what's really you know, progressing. The, the sales and the revenues, they look fantastic. And NVIDIA is at the forefront of this, of this, in, this larger movement that's going on out there. And just while we're on video, I wonder if I could just jump on your comment about stepping on the accelerator, because we didn't mention it, but one of the other potential, like big piece of optionality, if you're an NVIDIA shareholder today, is their automotive segment. And it's really a tiny piece of their revenues right now. But if we look at, I mean, frankly, Tesla are leading the way. Um, and, but if you're not Tesla, and if you're not a Google Waymo, then pretty much every other manufacturer, including leading Chinese manufacturers, are partnered with NVIDIA for their NVIDIA Drive autonomous driving platform. Now, we're not seeing the revenues because like this stuff doesn't really work yet. It's still in pilot mode. Um, but you could imagine five, 10 years ahead when autonomous vehicles are commonplace, pretty much, you know, anything that's not a Tesla is going to be NVIDIA hardware and software powering that autonomous vehicle. And so incredible piece of optionality that could stamp on the gas in terms of revenue potential in the future. Uh, in our race between the two companies on Twitter, it looks like NVIDIA has jumped out to an early lead, although it has been a bit of a back and forth today. Uh, at, at one point we were neck and neck. Now it was, uh, I think, 60% NVIDIA, but slightly right now, NVIDIA 53% over Snowflake's 46%, but anything can happen. The poll just started. So I think that's a good segue to turn it over to Simon and, and break down what Snowflake is and how it can compete uh, against companies like NVIDIA, although that's really more for investors. They're not direct competitors, but in, in our sense, in the summer stock challenge sense, how Snowflake can compete as an investing thesis uh, versus such oh, a high-octane company like NVIDIA. What a, what a fantastic company also Snowflake is, right? Like this is the data warehouse in the sky is the way that we like to describe, right? It's kind of ethereal, kind of up there in the clouds as the name would suggest, but the entire enterprise world is going through a digital transformation, trying to learn more about its entire organization. I'll use the simple example of Gillette to explain why Snowflake exists. Uh, Gillette, of course, they're in the business of selling razors and selling blades. They make the money off of the blades over time, but they want to sell you the razor up front. And so in the company's kind of genesis in the early years, it was just tracking simple things. You know, what was it costing them to make the razors? What was it costing them to make the blades? It has some transactional data. It had some margin analysis, fairly simplistic. But someone who was very smart in their marketing department said, hey, we've got a great idea. 
why don't we give a free razor to everyone when they turn 18 years old? And then that might encourage them to buy Gillette blades over time. It worked. I am a loyal customer since I've been 18 years old of Gillette's, as several others are as well. But now all of a sudden they've got marketing data. They've got a customer database of who they sent these razors, razors to. Maybe they've interacted with Gillette over the website. Maybe they sent emails. Maybe they joined an email list. All of a sudden you've got a separate database. And then there's also logistics, right? How are they sending out all of these blades? How are they organizing their warehouses to be closer to the retailers that are selling them? And on and on. In the past, each one of those systems was a data silo that existed separately, right? You had transactional data, you had operational data, you had marketing data, they didn't talk to each other. And the whole idea of Snowflake's data cloud is to knock down those data silos, give a universal picture of the entire organization so you can make more holistic decisions. Not marketing decisions, not operational decisions or pricing decisions, but all of them together. And this is the $80 billion market that Snowflake believes that it is targeting right now. And it's data warehouses simply to take all of this information that's in all of these legacy systems. Maybe it's been moved to the cloud, but you might be using multiple cloud providers, right? Might be using Amazon, might be using Microsoft, might be using Google. There's different clouds out there, but put all of it together universally that you can build on top of. And so they're selling their customers with the ability not only to store that data and do their computing on top of it, but also build semi-custom applications so that companies can learn about their own organizations and universally use their data in the most efficient in the most efficient way that they possibly can. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That was it's a neat lot. business. Uh, you know, this... yeah, so I was going to say, me... it came from the... Um... Yeah, go ahead, JT. Sure. Let me <laughs> ask you this, because we are doing the next five years, right? And as Luke said in his breakdown of NVIDIA, if we had asked this question a year ago, it would be hands down NVIDIA. But NVIDIA has soared over the last year uh, and Snowflake has, well, not. So it, does valuation play in here? And if so, how much? Absolutely, it does. 100% valuation matters for both of these companies. And I know Luke is nodding his head. You can't see him on video perhaps, but we both know these are fantastic companies, but that's only part of the investing battle. You have to look at what is the price of the stock today, which is why this competition makes it so interesting, right? If you're forced to choose just one, which one is better? Um, <laughs> I'll chat maybe first about Snowflake and then hand it to Luke to talk about NVIDIA, but Snowflake came out hot when the public markets, right? It IPO'd in September of 2020, uh, very quickly hit a $100 billion valuation in the public markets. 
Uh, it's incoming CEO Frank Slootman uh, was previously with ServiceNow, very, very good at execution, laser focused on this IPO and, and bringing as much money as they possibly could in the Snowflake's balance sheet and, and scaling this, this platform that they were building. Now, over time, since that uh, almost three years since they IPO'd in the, in the late summer of 2020, the stock is actually down about 33%, lost a third of its value. But the question for investors is, is that representative of what Snowflakes is going to do going forward? Uh, a lot of people said they came out hot. You know, They came out with a very expensive valuation as they should have, hitting the IPO perfectly in late 2021 uh, before the market as a whole, the NASDAQ as a whole lost a third of its value in 2022. And so now we're kind of hitting the reset button. We're looking at Snowflake today at a $55 billion market cap. Several of its metrics look fantastic in terms of its customer count, which is now more than 7,000 in the 30% plus revenue and customer count growth that it's experiencing in the 151% net dollar-based retention rate, showing that its existing customers are buying more from it over time. As far as the execution goes, Snowflake has been perfect. At $55 billion, it's not a cheap stock, but it's a lot cheaper today than it was three years ago. Could be worth taking a look at if you're an investor, starting from today's price. And let me uh, let me contrast that to what's happened if you've been an NVIDIA shareholder. I mean, even if we just look at the really short period of year to date, the stock is up and just an eye-watering level. It's nearly a triple if you look at the share price from the start of this year to where it is today, um, up from about $350 billion to over a trillion dollar valuation. Um, and I, I tried, when I, when I examined this company, it's not really fair to compare NVIDIA's valuation directly against Snowflake's, but it, I think it is fair to compare NVIDIA to its own peers, companies like Intel and AMD. And also actually just to look back over the history of the last five or 10 years and say, on a relative basis, how expensive is NVIDIA today based on its execution? Now, the metric I like to use for this company is price to free cash flow. Um, I think it's a really useful metric. It tells you a lot about um, the company's true profitability, its ability to generate cash flow that it can reinvest into its own business. Um, on a historical basis, NVIDIA has never really traded much far outside of the range of about 50 to 100 times free cash flow. And 100 times free cash flow is damn expensive anyway. Um, today, it's over 200 times free cash flow. And in my view, that's just unsustainable. There's, there's a lot of, um, well, perhaps sort of bubble fever, AI bubble fever built into that valuation. And if we compare that 200 times free cash flow to, say, the peer AMD, AMD is also actually a, a fairly high valuation because it's also executing really, really well, but it's only 70 times free cash flow, so less than half the value. Can't compare it to Intel. Intel actually are not free cash flow positive right now. They're having some troubles having to reinvest in their own business and their operations. Um, but if we look at, say, on a price to sales basis, just to draw a stark comparison, Intel price to sale 2.4 times sales, NVIDIA 41 times sales, AMD about 7.8 times sales. So clearly, NVIDIA, incredible execution, incredible company, but can it continue to uh, compound from here? I'm really scratching my head. Yeah, see, and there, that's the, the uh, risk. We should point I was just going to say risk. that is, oh, go ahead, Simon. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, JT, sorry to step on your toes there, but you know, just to, to point out some of the risks with the valuation, not only is it expensive, quote unquote, but there's also, you know, if you look around and, and you talk to the techies in the industry, uh, they, they're kind of a grumbling about how power consumptive uh, NVIDIA's chips are, right? G GPUs take a lot of power, you know, they're very efficient, but they still soak up a lot of power too. And so there's kind of a movement uh, at least from from people that grumble about these types of things of, you know, is there a way to do the things that NVIDIA's chips are unquestionably good at in, in a way that doesn't require quite so much power consumption? Because power is is operating costs for a data center. If they can do the same thing as efficiently as NVIDIA's um, you know, A100s and the H100s can do for the AI algorithms, uh, but spend half as much money on doing it, there, there might be a competitor that can get clever with, with some IP and, and and address that. I was going to say, Simon, yeah, uh, absolutely Snowflake, not. no stranger to free cash flow as well. Uh, can you talk about their uh, money-making capabilities briefly? Unbelievable. 48% free cash flow margin in the most recent quarter. 48% free cash flow. That means after they pay all the operating expenses, all the marketing, anything they need for the business, they've still got 48 cents of every dollar to play with, to use. Um, which is incredible. You know, you think about this in terms of how they recognize revenue. They sell the credits up front. It's like when you charge up your Dave and Buster's card and then you go play games for the next couple hours. Same idea with Snowflake. You charge up the storage computing that you need and computing that you need. Um, but on the other hand, you know, it gives them a lot of options of, of where they want to go with this. And they're making organizations a lot more uh, efficient. I, I think that the return on investment of the Snowflake data warehouse that was set up at the enterprise level was something like 600% ROI within the first three years. Companies were super happy to pay to get this installed and to pay them money because they were getting so much value out of it. Maybe one risk we should look at though with Snowflake, what we're talking about risks is it's very generously paying its executives in stock-based compensation. Uh, Frank Sutman is good. You know, he's a great CEO. He executes very well. He also got $10 million in stock awards last year and another $13 million in options awards. Uh, that's that's a lot of money, you know, when you're looking at $23 million in, in kind of uh, dilution to your shareholders for your executive. doesn't really move the bar meaningfully on that one, uh, one person when you look at a $55 billion market cap. But this is a company that's always been making a lot of money and spending a lot of money. Perhaps one risk for Snowflake is if the cash flow gravy train ever slows down, uh, they might have to make some some serious uh, cutbacks or decisions that they haven't had to in the years past. So, gentlemen, I, you guys picked different stocks to talk about, but you are certainly not beholden to vote for either of those stocks. Uh, let's put it to brass tacks here and say which company each of you thinks is going to have the highest total returns over the next five years. Uh, Simon, you're the CEO. We'll start with you. It's amazing because NVIDIA is a trillion dollar company and Snowflake is a $55 billion company. So we're talking about a, almost a 20X, uh, NVIDIA is 20 times larger than Snowflake is. But then you also look at the guidance that they gave. They're just announced that they think they're gonna have a, an $11 billion revenue quarter in the second quarter. I mean, it's just phenomenal growth. And Jensen's still on board and you know they're doing everything nearly flawlessly right now. And even though, like I said, there's grumbling about some things with NVIDIA and there's some grumbling about the valuation, I ask myself, can NVIDIA be a $2 trillion company and then a $3 trillion company going forward? 
I'm convinced, yes, they can and that they will. There might be a couple ups and downs along the way, but the the larger, the bigger picture opportunities in the market is certainly there for the taking. Uh, Snowflake is doing very, very well too, priced about 24 times sales right now. Uh, not cheap, but um, certainly less expensive than NVIDIA. If I had to, if I was forced to just choose one of these, knowing it's a five year time frame, JT, I would pick NVIDIA. All right, Simon sticking with NVIDIA over the next five years. Uh, Luke, I see you smiling. Uh, where do you uh, come down on this? I'm smiling because I'm an NVIDIA shareholder. So if, if a super smart analyst like Simon thinks that they're going to knock it out of the park, that's great for me. Um, I'm actually going to go with Snowflake, though. Uh, and I'm going with Snowflake actually because of NVIDIA. So I don't know if you've seen some of the very recent news from Snowflake's in a summit just uh, a month ago. Um, if you look at the capabilities of these two incredible firms and you put them together, which Frank and Jensen have done, actually, you get something quite interesting. Um, so I'm just going to sidebar very briefly and talk about like the potential of generative AI. You know, we go and use chat GPT and we can ask really incredible questions and have a conversation and you use Bard and you're talking to Google's model. Well, NVIDIA have their own model called Nemo, and it's basically like a foundational model that other businesses can plug into. They can uh, lock it together with their own proprietary data, which might be on their own uh, servers, but potentially in the sort of snowflake data warehouse environment. And then you can start to get really, really targeted intelligence for your own organization, maybe for your salespeople, or if you're a research organization, you know, drawing out inferences and basically being able to have a conversation with all the data in your organization. So Snowflake, um, I think when you, the power of data is, is really changing now. And we've always known, you know, we used to have this old saying, data is the new oil. Well, um, maybe the refining, the refinery process to get that oil um, from this masses of data, which Snowflake is brilliant at kind of putting together and making usable, but then turning it into intelligence and, and outputs and something usable, that's going to really change uh, as you start to put together Nemo and other generative AI models with incredible data warehouses like Snowflake. So the reason I'm picking um, Snowflake in the matchup is I think the partnership with NVIDIA, which is a really headline piece of news for them, um, is going to really uh, drive companies, their, both of their customers, to really start to see the true value they can get out of their own data. And they're going to need Snowflake to be able to do that and put that together with NVIDIA's techie capabilities. Yeah. And, and just and know, I we just did not. That all, all Snowflakes are one of a kind, right? They're all unique Snowflakes. Snowflake <laughs> is a unique company, right? The co founders that, that built this, you know, they've got over 120 patents to their name when they started the company, right? They came from Oracle, but they figured out kind of this multi-compute clustering, multi-cluster compute, excuse me, you know, this kind of unified data warehouse. The stuff they're doing is not so easy as just pulling things from different clouds and putting them together. I mean, this is a, this is a tough tech project to crack. I think that Snowflake is going to be very unique and very needed uh, for all the reasons that Luke just described. Great points. Yeah. And we did not set this up to where Luke could combine both of the stocks into a super stock when he picked it. Uh, that was not intentional, uh, but well done, Luke. Uh, putting the fractals of these two tech companies together <laughs> to come up with your recommendation. So Luke goes with Snowflake. Uh, Simon goes with NVIDIA. 
me as the fly on the wall here, I let me let me just say this, fellas. I am drinking black coffee right now. Okay. <laughs> I just need the caffeine. It, it tastes okay. I, I just need the goods. Okay. So with that in mind, NVIDIA right now is a very, very, very foamy latte. Okay. We're talking <laughs> 200%, right? So with that in mind, I, and this is not where I thought I was going to start the day. Cause I, I mean, we are broadcasting on an NVIDIA graphics card that I can stare at right now and see, but after listening to you guys, I'm, I'm switching, I'm going snowflake. I, I need my, my coffee without all that foam. I, I'm after going through the last three years, I'm a little terrified with at the word frothy. I kind of I have trauma response to it. So whenever I hear that something is overvalued, I stay far, far away. Unless I'm already holding it, in which case the damage is done. I'm just gonna hold it. So with that in mind, if I were starting a new position, and I would be because I don't own either of these companies, I would pick Snowflake today based on what you guys have said. So thank you for bringing uh, your intelligence to bear on these companies. And if you would like to turn your money into intelligence, you can do so by joining us as a seven investing subscriber for just $1. You get your first week as a premium subscriber and you get to review all of the incredible recommendation reports that these guys and the rest of our uh, lead advisors have done over the years. You get it all. It's, it's all unlocked to you for a dollar, which is the best deal in investing. And I will fight someone on that. So <laughs> Join us today. It's $1 for your first week. You can go to 7investing.com slash subscribe. If you want to follow along and vote in our poll, you can do that on Twitter. That poll is going to be up for the next day. You can see the results of our polls and follow along with all of this madness as we go through our summer stock challenge by going to 7investing.com slash growth versus income. That's growth vs income. We like to make you work for it. So type in that URL or find it on our Twitter and you can follow us along there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, visiting with us today, sharing these insights, braving the technology of live streaming and, and putting out a fantastic product. Uh, any, any, any last words, Simon, we'll start with you. Uh, the puns are free. The, the puns are included in the dollar, whether it be coffee or snowflakes <laughs> or stepping on the accelerator. What uh, a take deal. Us up on the, on the, take us up on the dollar trial. It's well worth the dollar. Luke, any last thoughts from you? I'll be honest, I don't own Snowflake, and I was going to use today's conversation to make a decision as to whether I should add it to my portfolio. I will be doing that in the next couple of days. Oh, there we go. So even the NVIDIA guys, the Snowflake guys? All right. All right. It's up to you guys. Make your decisions. Follow us along. This has been a lot of fun. For Simon Erickson and Luke Hallard, I'm JT Street, and we will see you at our next Summer Stock Challenge.